again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Heavy Pages, a divorce journal. This is Josie, your host. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you are trying to stay as positive as possible in these very turbulent times. Maybe hearing an episode or a podcast about divorce isn't the most uplifting thing you could possibly be listening to during this time, but maybe, geez, how terrible to say that listening to something about divorce is more uplifting than thinking about a pandemic. But either way, it does take you out of that headspace and maybe put you in one that you might be able to learn something or might inspire you in some sort of way. Anyway, I'm glad that you guys are here. All right, so without further ado, let's get to this week's journal entry, and this is going to be for Thursday, April 1st. Oh, my birthday month. Anyway, here we go. Okay, I'm relatively fresh from my therapy session, and this is what I got out of it. I have never in my life had to deal with this sort of situation before. And due to the fact that I have always gotten my own way or fought like hell to get it, this is really hard on me. I have always been in control of things. Always may be too strong a word, but we all know that I like, okay, maybe even need to be in control of things and that I do not have control of everything right now. Well, that is not true. I have control of myself not control over the situation. The buzzword the therapist used were tolerance and acceptance. I need to accept that I am not in control here and that no matter how much I fight and struggle and stress, I will never get that control. So I need to accept that reality, accept and understand that. If I do not, I will never get out of from under this thing. Okay, the next one is tolerance. And I was not as clear on that one as I was on acceptance, but I think it has to do with tolerating the situation. I need to be able to deal with it and not like freak out. Another of the things we talked about was self-worth, self-respect, and self-validation. I am not giving myself worth. The way I'm acting is like I am not worth as much as Guy, or even that I am not worth anything without him. I know that is not true. I know I can be a perfectly good person without him, but I am not acting that way. I am acting like if I do not have him, I am nothing. That is just crazy. And as I type it here, I know that is not true, but I'm acting totally different. Okay. Self-respect. I'm not respecting myself. I'm doing things that are not me or that I do not really want to do so that I can hold on to him. Just writing this is sad and pisses me off at myself. I'm not respecting myself. I'm breaking my own rules just to keep him. And that is not good for anyone, but mainly me. I need to keep my self-respect intact. This is kind of where some of the problem is. I'm trying to find myself, but if I do things that I know are not me to hold on to him, how the heck is that helping me? Back to the self-worth part. The therapist was like, Why the hell did you leave the comfort of your home for him? And I was like, well, he did not have another place to go, and I did. 
Well, who cares if the... Well, who cares? He is the one that is not sure. Why would I leave and take my son away from his house to help Guy be more comfortable? That was pretty stupid. When I think about it, I got all the inconvenience just to help him. Who the hell is he? Not me or my son, the two people I need to worry about right now. I did it to myself. I know that, but I need to stop. I need to not do it anymore. I need to be myself, and if myself is not who he wants, then there it is. I am worth being loved. I am worth staying with. I am worth fighting for, and if he does not do any of that, then it's all on him and not me. And we just are not meant to be. It sucks, yes, but that is the way it is. Once this is over and we break up for good, that, then I will get my house back. Then I will get my house back if that is what I want, or we will need to sell it so that I can afford to pay for my son's home. I need to, like the therapist said, validate myself. I'm worth just as much as Guy. And like he also said, if I keep degrading myself and keep seeing myself as lower than Guy, then how will I ever be able to, what's the word, negotiate with him? I will not be able to because we are not even in my eyes. Because really we are even. Nothing makes him better than me. Okay, so he has a job and makes pretty darn good money. Well, I can get a job too. I just need to work on something that I can do to make money, I need to go back to school and learn something because photography is cool and it would have worked with the backing of Guy's income, but reality is that on my own, that will not be enough. So I need to find something that is. What else makes him better than me? When I think about it, the only thing, and yes, it is a big thing, is money because in looks, we are about the same. Maybe me, thinner, I'm better looking. In health, we are about the same. In friends, I'm a bit better. So the therapist is right. I need to believe in myself more. I am not doing that. And about this not having control, I need to get that and accept and tolerate it. Be strong, have faith, and deal. I will not die if it is over. My life will go on. I deserve to be happy, and I can be happy even without guy in my life. Okie dokie then. Can you all see why I love therapy so much? I mean, this therapist gave me great material, great things to focus on, things that I didn't recognize that I needed to pay more attention to and analyze. I think that the whole house situation is going to come up a lot because if you guys have listened to my other podcast episodes, you know that I am always talking about that huge regret. I think of all of the regrets, of all of the regrets, leaving my house was my biggest and worst one. I'm, uh, anyway, I'm not going to sound like a broken record and go back on that, but don't do it. Don't do it, people. Stay in your house. Send them away if they're the ones that want to end things or they're the ones that aren't sure. Trying to um, come off as accommodating isn't going to get you anywhere but stuck in a one-room place. It's just not going to get you anywhere. So don't bother. I know that the inclination is, let me just show how 
thoughtful and how flexible I am and how accommodating I am. And, and then he'll see how great I am and want to stay with me. Don't do that. It just puts you in an uncomfortable place for no good reason. Don't do it. Anyway, so uh, I like what he had to say about acceptance and tolerance. And yes, I was having a hard time accepting that things weren't going my way, that I couldn't control what was happening with this relationship, that I couldn't just make things better just from sheer will. I had to work on accepting things are the way they are. You just got to deal with it. And after rereading the entry, I know I said I didn't understand the tolerance, but I get it. You just have to deal with it. That's tolerate it. You just have to, another word would be right, acceptance. You just got to accept that this is how it is. It might not be that way for a long while. It might change on a dime, but whatever's happening at that moment, you've got to tolerate it so that you can get through to the next part. And then we talk about self-worth, and I get that. I definitely was putting myself down a lot and feeling like, um, again, we go back to the house. I left the house because I couldn't pay for the house because he's the one who worked and he's the one who made all the money. So I was putting myself down, making myself less than, and acting accordingly, which is why I put myself in an uneven situation. So... Self-worth, yes. Self-respect, yes. I needed to have some self-respect. And I know that the self-respect part is probably I was still being physical with Guy because really broken up or not, he wasn't going to pass up that opportunity if it was available to him. And I, knowing how much, knowing how much that matters to him, being physical and sexual, I was like, okay, if I can... Hold on to him this way, I'll do that. But my heart wasn't in it, and I knew it wasn't really a romantic connection or a emotional connection or building on something. It was just, hey, you're there, we're married still, give me some sex. So I know that that's where the self-respect came in. I wasn't respecting myself, I was just selling myself basically is what I was doing to try and hold on to the relationship. And that was hurting me. That was not helpful at all. And then the next one is self-validation. And that's basically, I think, like positive self-talk. Talk yourself up. Tell yourself why you're valuable. Remind yourself why you are. You're valuable just because you're you. It doesn't even need to be any outside force. The person that you are, the person that God created, you're you. And that makes you valuable in and of itself. But then, sure, add to that. You're a good person. You're a loving person. You're a good mom. You are a decent wife. You, you know what? None of those reasons still make you valid for you. That's still outside external things that you do. I'm talking more about, gosh, I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but I think really maybe in a nutshell, it's just because you are you, you are enough. Because you are a person with feelings and can 
offer feelings and can uh, show empathy and show love, you're you're good enough. And uh, in a lot of groups that I'm in, I see all these women that are upset and probably the same as you can see me in this journal entry. Why wasn't I good enough? Why wasn't I good enough for him? And the problem is not that you or that I wasn't good enough. It's that they don't value us enough. We are good enough just for being us. And if they don't value that, we can't change that. We are who we are. Uh, Yes, nobody's perfect. You might have something that annoys other people that you could work on. That's not really what I mean. I just mean that you can't take it so personally that that you're not that it's not going to work out because you're not good enough for them. That's not true. You are good enough for the person that can see the good in you. And if this person, your husband or your long-term boyfriend or your short-term boyfriend can't see that, then they're not the person for you. It's not, well, let me jump through hoops. Let me change who I am. Let me be different. Let me see if I can be a person that they want. No, be yourself. And the person that wants you, that loves you, that can value you will eventually, maybe not on your time frame, but on the time frame that is meant to be, will show up for you. And, and, and I say this as a person that did find another relationship, but when I did find this other relationship, I was okay being alone. I was filling my life with things that entertained me. I had my son, I had family and friends, and I was content in my life. I don't want to say that I was settling. No, because I was happy. I was enjoying my life. So if there would not have been another man in my life, I was happy. I was content with myself. I had joy. I felt full. I felt complete. Minus my daughter that I always wanted. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So it can happen. It can happen. Once you love yourself, have self-respect, have self-worth, have self-validation, you could honestly enjoy life without another person because you fill yourself. But the beauty about that is that usually once you've done all that, once you're walking with all of that power over yourself, you're inviting, you're attractive to other healthy, self-respecting, self-validated partners. On that note, I think this was a pretty good journal entry. It was educational. There was a lot of interesting points that the therapist made that made me think then and make me think today. There are lessons that don't get old. You should always be reminded that you uh, you should always have a little exercise in making sure that you're your self-worth and your self-validation and your self-respect are still intact. Do a little checkup. See how you're feeling in a relationship or just on your own. And I think that's all great stuff. Plus the tolerance and the acceptance. It's a great tool, not just for relationships. Man, you know what? I'm thinking right now in the middle of this pandemic, 
I don't know how many of us are, are frustrated. I mean, I'm not even going to go into the whole thing about what's happening with kids going back to school, but just being trapped in your house, if you're people that like to travel, if you like to eat out, if you like to do things, it's, it's really hard. It's a, a hard time because there's so much that you can't do. And then you can get a little depressed thinking about when will you be able to do it again? Will you ever be able to do it again? And so what a great opportunity to take the time to do tolerance and acceptance. We got to tolerate it for our own health and the health of our loved ones. We've got to tolerate this confined time. And then once you're tolerating, accept it. This is what it is. Make the best of what's happening, find ways to make it as pleasurable as you can in the small little space that you have and go from there. Okay, on that note, I'm going to end it. I hope that this was an inspiring episode for you all. Thank you again for listening. If you would like to reach out to me, I love to hear your thoughts and comments and you can do so on my Facebook, I mean, on my webpage, www.heavypagespodcast.com. And I look forward to talking to you guys the next time. Bye for now.